and welcome to a new mini-episode of Gen Zero's Talk Politics. This shorter, more off-the-cuff format allows you to hear our quick takes on breaking news. It's over. Seven Republicans joined the 50 Democrats in convicting former President Trump on the charge of inciting the insurrection on the Capitol, which isn't enough for the two-thirds majority that is needed. So Trump's acquitted. I know you're probably expecting me to get angry and start yelling and start throwing a fit about how McConnell this and Graham said that. Honestly, I'm tired. I'm disappointed and I'm just sad. But thank God it's over. We can finally just get on with Joe Biden. Joshua, what, what, what are you thinking? Well, folks, we did it. We had a trial at the scene of the crime. The jury were the victims and occasionally legal aids against themselves in the case of Ted Cruz and Lindsey Graham assisting Trump's lawyers with their legal arguments. And I must say this, I appreciate Bill Cassidy's blunt reasoning. The Trump defense lawyers did an absolutely terrible job. You could tell they didn't do hard work to prepare for it because any reasonable lawyer would have known that taking people in general saying, you know, the word fight out of context and putting into a video compilation is extremely unsound evidence. And, you know, it just completely destroyed their credibility. And just to be clear, one can make a coherent argument for this particular impeachment hearing being unconstitutional, since the Constitution is extremely vague about impeachment of a president and never suggests a former president can have an impeachment, not to mention that it never discusses the Senate pro tempore being able to preside over it. And, you know, it says in the Constitution, the chief justice should preside over an impeachment trial, but John Roberts refused to do that. You know, really, you could go either way on this, depending on how you see the Constitution and whether you're more conservative or liberal about its interpretation. But Castor and Schoen just didn't do any of that. They could have made a coherent argument. They didn't do that. And, you know, I'm surprised that people aren't as, you know, so outraged at the fact that Senators Ted Cruz and Senators Lindsey Graham themselves, lawyers, I believe, helping them after their disastrous opening day with their legal arguments for the following Well, I just day. want to point out, Joshua, that this is something that happened during the Clinton impeachment trial where Senate Democrats were going into the room with the Clinton defense team. And I, I just want to point this out. One of, the, one of the top people at the Federalist Society are saying that this impeachment trial is constitutional and that the Senate pro tempore is supposed to preside over this because it's not the president curling in office. And that's why the chief justice didn't have to preside. And the fact that both liberal and conservative legal scholars have stated that this is constitutional, although, yes, it is a bit vague, but with the realm of possibility, the consensus is that it is constitutional. But yes, you, you could make that argument that it isn't constitutional, but it got voted down twice in the Senate. So trial was going to happen regardless. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. But Trump's lawyers had so little material to work with at the beginning. They were hastily assembled. And I'm, I'm no lawyer. I'm no constitutional scholar. But the best they could have done was to make an argument that the trial was unconstitutional. And that would have damaged the credibility of the impeachment trial itself. Trump's lawyers had very few options to begin with. And I think this approach would have been one of their best, even though the consensus is that it is constitutional. When a personal injury lawyer is one of your top attorneys, you know you're going to get the results like that. When your lawyers quit just days before the trial and you have to rush to find replacement, I mean, is there any wonder why 
you know, Caster and Vanderveen were so laughably awful. I mean, enough about them. I mean, they, I mean they're just they're just a sideshow, really, to what really was happening. Okay, before before we go into like the bad stuff that you know that I'm going to start ranting about, let's let's go over what's good. So the seven Republicans that did join to convict Trump were Susan Collins, Pat Toomey, Mitt Romney, Lisa Murkowski, Ben Sass, Richard Burr, and Bill Cassidy. Break this down. Romney, Collins, Murkowski, and Sass were already expected. They've already you know, broke with Trump in some shape or form before. Toomey and Burr are retiring come 2022, so they, they didn't have to worry about the political you know, pushback. And if they were going to try to run for the election, it would probably be 55 to 45. But yeah, Bill Cassidy, I for sure didn't expect that, as, as did everyone else. This guy voted the second time to uphold the constitutionality of the trial. And you know, good for him. Good for him for deciding that an insurrection inside by a former president deserves some kind of actual reprimand by an actual constitutional function. What a bold maverick move. I mean, what, what can I say? McConnell making that speech afterward, you know, defining the main point now Republicans try to put out that, you know, we can't really do it, but the federal prosecutors can go after it. I mean, come on. You're the Senate. You're supposed to hold presidents accountable for what they do in office. This is kind of, you know, this is part of your job description. But this is once again a reflection of where the GOP stands right now. That is, on one hand, they need Trump. They need Trump to keep, they need, you know, Trump and his base to keep the votes to remain competitive. But on the other hand, you know, Trump's bad and Trump's bad for the GOP because he's completely ruined it and reconstructed it to his own views and they want to throw him out. So you really see, I think, a kind of mixture of, well, we want him out, but we also don't want to hold him accountable. And it's just so disgraceful. And it's getting into the way of, you know, holding this president accountable for inciting an insurrection to attack the center of American democracy. And this is the exact time we need a third party. Okay, so Gallup poll said the percentage of uh, party registra- people party registration saying that a third major political party is needed. Well, you know, looking after uh, the inauguration, registered Republican, it jumped from like 40% to 63%. Whether that's you know Trumpists looking for the Patriot Party or you know the Romneys and the Charlie Bakers and the, especially Evan McMullins of the world, you know lamenting the downfall of the uh, traditional conservatism, this is something that needs to happen. I've been I've been saying for weeks now, this this party this coalition is functionally dead, and any dissenters from the Trump orthodoxy are going to be purged. You know, I'm actually pretty conflicted about whether uh, Trump should actually have his own party. If we let him have his own party, they'll just grow in strength. They'll just multiply. They'll get more Republicans on their sides. So something's nagging me on the other end about possibly fighting Trump in the Republican Party, extinguishing Trumpism before it has a chance to branch off and, you know, spearhead a new movement. Well, it already is the dominant force in the party. It's, it's taken hold of all the state parties if the Arizona GOP's Twitter feed is any indication. But those seven senators who voted to actually convict him, they should just start forming a party called the Integrity Party or whatever you know, McMullen and Miles Taylor and Elizabeth Newman were doing over the over like last weekend or something. Go do it. Go form that new party. I know it's a big shot, but if there's any time for a third party this, this kind of is that moment, considering that the va- a vast array of political scientists like Noel Mornstein 
basically are now concluding the Republican Party in this current era, in this current form, is now like Poland's Law and Justice Party or Erdogan's party. It, it's not bad. It, it's not good. Yeah, but I mean, if Romney and pe- people like him, the so-called rhinos, you know, broke off and started their own integrity party, it would be one of the most unelectable parties ever. I mean, Democrats would win landslide after landslide. If the conservatives want to have a chance at, you know, keeping a stake in the federal government, maybe in the White House and Congress, then, you know, something's telling me that they should stick together. And I know that's impossible to do in the current climate with Trumpists and traditional conservatives in the same party as of now. But splitting off, having regular conservatives jump ship and form this new untested party, I don't think, I just don't think it'd be that electable. Okay, I I, I said we'll talk about the good. Here's something good. The House impeachment team. Those impeachment managers led by Raskin, I mean, they brought the House down with the the 13-minute video at the beginning, um, the closing arguments. Raskin breaking down about about his um, about his daughter and his son-in-law. I think he mentioned his uh, family tragedy he faced at the beginning. I think the beginning of this year, and to see him go from that to surviving an insurrection to having to basically basically prosecute that insurrection. The guy who allegedly incited it. Honestly, he should have gotten the Emmy, not Cuomo. You know to say about Joe Nagus, who from Colorado. Breakout star, no one expected. And uh, Stacey Plaskett pretty much brought the U.S. Virgin Islands to the attention of pretty much everyone for the first time since, well, pretty much ever, because Puerto Rico gets all the attention of the U.S. territory. You know, she was she was on fire. On you know, Madeline Dean, Ted Lieu, Eric Swalwell, Joaquin Castro, Diane DeJet, and my boy David Cicilline. They did their jobs with efficiency and style. They really all blew it out of the water. They laid out the case. If the other 43 Republicans had actually integrity, they would have convicted. And the managers would have been a reason why. I do agree that the House Beach managers did a pretty good job. Something that I think they could have improved on was anticipating Republican points about, oh, but Trump said that, be peaceful. He said this and that. You're taking these videos out of context. Well, you know, I wish that, you know, the House impeachment managers actually played the clips of Trump saying, be peaceful, and then deconstructed them and then said, okay, yeah, he said that, but here's why it didn't work out. And here's why he's still responsible for incendiary insurrection. It would have made their legal arguments a whole lot stronger, but I agree overall, they did a very, very solid job. I think they used a lot of very good, interesting, compelling evidence to kind of, you know, they're all lawyers, right? And what lawyers do is they build stories together. Whoever tells the best story with. And I think they clearly built a better story. And I think if Republicans weren't so tied together with Donald Trump, they would have moved to convict. Can we just talk about the, the witness drama for a second? When I originally heard it, when I was originally looking at the reports and I was seeing what the reaction was from you know seasoned pundits and parliamentarians and the sentiment I was getting was that anger. Like people were texting me, what the heck just happened? I was originally furious when I heard that the that you know they voted to allow witnesses, they had a deal, and then the impeachment managers basically they all agreed to scrap it and basically end it early. The explanations range from you know time considerations that the impeachment running long, bills to pass, and you know when his testimony wouldn't result in conviction anyway. I, I don't know, man. I'm, I mean, what's done is done. You can't take it back. But I'm just hopeful for that one six commission to like get Kevin McCarthy and Herrera Bueller and anyone who's willing to talk anyone who is resisting the talk to the stand and actually 
detail what they saw, who was responsible, and actually get every single one of those insurrectionists in jail. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think ending the trial early was a good move. And I don't think calling witnesses would have helped anyone, even if they called Kevin McCarthy. I'm not sure it would. I don't think it would have swayed enough Republican senators to vote for conference. I really don't think yeah, that, no. even though the truth is going into this impeachment trial, everybody knew he was going to be acquitted. And despite their fantastic performance, there was nothing anybody could do about it. But I'm glad that it ended early. It's good for the country because we need to move on past number 45. We need to focus on making sure all his uh, cabinet picks are confirmed for number 46. I mean, we still have Merrick Garland on the chopping block. We need to have him confirmed. Attorney generals are extremely important. We need to make sure that he's confirmed along with whoever else is left. I mean, it said nothing about the COVID relief bill. They just have weeks now to pass before the benefits expire. And, you know, I, I agree, stuff needs to get done. But I honestly just wish that it didn't seem like a cave. It didn't, it didn't look like Democrats caved. And that's why a shakeup in leadership is probably for the best. You mean moving Chuck Schumer out of a Senate majority leader position, replacing him with somebody more charismatic, more assertive, like maybe Klobuchar, for example? Exactly. I mean, no offense to Schumer, but you've done your job. You held your ground against McConnell. It's clear that we need someone to basically go in there and knock McConnell off his feet. You know, we need somebody him. with political cunning, like Mitch does, because Mitch outmaneuvers everyone. We need a Democratic majority leader who has integrity, unlike Mr. McConnell, but uh, has a lot of political cunning, a lot of political experience, and knows how to keep the Democrats strong in the Senate. Thanks for listening. Make sure to follow us on social media and join the ongoing conversation on our Discord server.